You're about to listen to Summer in Argyle, an Audible original featuring Bob Odenkirk. From Audible, the home of storytelling. When you're ready for your next comedy, go to audible.com slash sounds funny. Hello, parents. Carrie Weathers here, head of the PTA and chairwoman of the prestigious hot dog committee. Being a mother is hard. I know this personally. I have one child, Brandon, who was the absolute light of my life. Sadly, we lost him to a game of hide and seek. You see, Brandon is hiding, and he's hiding really well. Brandon, you need to stop hiding and come out of your secret spot at once. Mommy and Daddy are fed up looking for you after nine days of hide-and-go-seek. We know you're around, too, because someone keeps eating the crackers. I hope you're near a radio. Your father and I have looked in every conceivable location in the house. (laughs) The attic. The bookshelf basket. Son, you won the game. (laughs) You won! To the general public, Brandon is a short boy about yay high and loves to play hide-and-seek. Those are his qualities. Please find him and tell us where his hidey spot is so we can use it when it's our turn to hide. It won't be so much fun then, Brandon. <laughs> Thank you, America. Brandon, come on home. Paid for by the fine Brandon for a better America Super Pack. Brandon, you are not in trouble. We just want you home. School was out, and summer was in full swing for students at Argyle's High School, High Hanson High. In particular, the school's bowling team, three seniors named Miranda, Jess, and Lewis, had just finished their final game of the season. Miranda and Jess both grew up here. They understand that by being a capable athlete, they aren't the celebrated ones in Argyle. They're okay with that. Lewis is a different story. He never really got the whole second place obsession in Argyle. He's worked all his life to be number one, and that makes him a bit of an outcast. The three perfectly qualified bowlers are joined by their substitute teammate, Richie McDonough, who doesn't do much of anything, and of course, is beloved by all in town. As Richie drove them back from the tournament, they talked about their final match. And though they may not have won the game, they were hiding something from the prying eyes of the law. You were great today on the field, Lewis. And by the field, I mean the inside bowling alley. Thanks, Miranda. We may not have won this time, but you and Jess killed it in the second half. Thanks, Lewis. You know, you weren't too shabby either with those two spares and three strikes. That's a solid record. And we can't forget about you, Richie. Great job up there. Thanks a million, Miranda. (laughs) You know me. I'm always ready to be a substitute for you pro bowlers. The minute any of you need to take a pee break, I'm up there, ready to go. Wait, what do you mean? Richie didn't bowl this time at all. None of us took a pee break. Yeah, but the way he sat down and waited patiently, that was such a pro move. But were the actual bowlers, he just waited around. (laughs) You bet he did. Richie, you killed it. Miranda, let me get a swig of that good stuff. You bet. Whew. Man, that's strong. Sort of. Hey, 
The bowling tournament finale's on the radio. Turn it up. Maybe they'll mention me. I'm Bart Gravy, and you're listening to the High School Bowling Championships on KWAS 100.1 Low Impact Sports Corner, where we are live at Argyle's Kingpin Bowling Alley. It's the final bowling round. Of course, the reigning substitute champ bowler, Richard McDonough, was knocked out along with the active high Hanson number twos after losing game four. Richie, you got a shout out. Yeah, I thought I would. That's cool. Now the bowling is going on right behind me, nothing really to report there. The real excitement is going on by the benches, where Chet Viney, the substitute for Middleton, is sitting pretty. Oh my God, I can't believe it. He's taken out his notebook and... Is he... Yes? Yes? He's doodling, ladies and gentlemen. An amazing move to pass the time while his friends are having fun bowling. Brilliant. And the crowd goes mild. But is it enough to turn him around? This is Bart Gravy saying, I have no idea. But what about the actual game score? What's this? Substitute Piney is now taking out a rag, and he, he is polishing the team's bowling balls. Ha <laughs> ha! This could be game-changing. Hey, that's my move. <laughs> what will these substitute bowlers think of next? This is Bart Gravy saying, only the gods know, and I'm not a god. You can be sure of that. <laughs> Aw, oh, man, the fuzzies. Miranda, hide the stuff. Damn it. Hope you're enjoying summer in Argyle. Looking for some more laughs? Here's a quick clip from Past My Bedtime, an Audible original featuring David Harbour and an all-star cast. When you're ready for more, go to audible.com slash sounds funny. Ellen had just set the Dixons on a path that would change all their lives and mine forever. Three months later, Past My Bedtime with Donnie Dixon would premiere live on Fox to an audience of 40 million. Six minutes after that, it would be off the air. And no one has seen or heard from Donnie Dixon in over a decade. No one even cares. But I care. Hi, kids. My name is Officer Garrett Porquet of the Argyle Police Department Overall Crimes Division. Can I see the driver's ID? Yeah, I guess. Richie McDonough, eh? Are you the Richie McDonough High Hanson High School's tip-top substitute bowler? <laughs> yeah, officer, that's me. And a boy! That last game was phenomenal! You were so good sitting right next to the scorecard! Go, number two pencils! <laughs> And who are you three? I'm Miranda. I'm Jess. Hi, sir. I'm Lewis Reilly. I'm actually on the bowling team, no substitute, with Miranda and Jess here. They both broke the high score record on the same day. What's your name again? I'm Lewis Reilly. Can't say I've seen you on the bench, as it were. Lewis, this is Argyle. This ain't the town for tryhards like yourself. Yeah. I know. No, I'm sorry, but I'm going to have to write you up for that illegal U-turn. Uh, officer, I didn't make a U-turn. I've never made a U-turn. It's not for you. It's for Mr. I'm actually on the bowling team, Lewis Reilly. What? I- I'm not even driving. From two years ago. Oh. You saw that? Never too late for justice. 
Glad to finally meet you, Richie. <laughs> oh, so did you kids commit the yearly murder? Oh, no. Not us, sir. Really? So no one in this car committed murder yet? Nope. Sorry. It's only summer. You've got a lot of time left. Ah, dang it. I guess it just hasn't happened yet. Well, you never know if you don't ask. Cheer up. I'm sure our yearly murder will happen soon enough. I suppose. Whatever. Well, thank you for letting me waste your time. This is going to be such a long summer. Lewis, here's your ticket. <sighs> hey, wait a minute. Are you kids doing drugs? Uh, no way. No. Not in a million years. No, Not even a single drug. I can't officer. even spell how, drugs. How do we get drugs? <laughs> we don't do drugs. <laughs> Well then, why do I smell CBD? We, we have no idea what you're talking about. Miranda, what have you got behind your back? Nothing, sir. Just this. What is this? CBD lemonade, 10 milligrams? I knew it! It's nothing. It helps with digestion, and that's it. Yeah, it also helps with a lifetime of drug use, profanity, and veritable sorrow. Read the warning label! It says nothing like that! That's for the judge to decide. You're all under arrest. For what? Cheating the system! Kids, I know you all want to be lazy and not try, but CBD isn't the way to get there! You have to have a natural apathy, a disdain for work, like your pal Richie here. He gets out of bed every morning, uses the bathroom, then gets right back into bed until lunch. Now that's a substitute champion. If we allow CBD in our town, then heck, any old schmuck could come in here and be number two. Hold on, take a sip, officer. Absolutely not. Yeah, Richie's right, Officer P, just try it. You'll see why so many Americans turn to CBD in their darkest hours. Trust me, officer. It feels like you're soaring above the clouds. What, flying? In coach. Still nice, though. And it's thirst quenching. You feel really quenched. Well, after arresting thousands of people for CBD, I can't say I'm not a little curious. And I haven't been quenched in weeks. But the answer is no. You'll never get me to drink that delicious-looking juice. What if we used reverse psychology on you? Oh, yeah? Well, maybe I will drink it. I am not a chicken. I am a rooster with a badge. Give me that. Yeah. Yay. <laughs> He's doing it. Go for He's it. He's doing it. Oh, yay. Oh, my gosh. Keep you're drinking. so cool. You're so cool. <laughs> chug, chug, chug. <laughs> yeah, you're cool now. You're cool. Wow. <sighs> well, all right. Big deal. I don't feel nothing. Really? Nothing? No. Nothing below my waist, anyways. I... I can't feel my feet. So are your feet numb? No. They're actually kind of tingly. But I, I mean with my hands. I can't feel my feet with my hands. Oh. Well, reach down and try? You can do it! Do it! Touch your feet! You should touch his feet! Touch your feet! <laughs> do it! Do it! You can do it! Touch your feet! Be a rooster! Do the pecking thing. Look at him go! His pants are so tight! <laughs> wow! Well, 
I got them! There they are! I can feel my feetsies! What a relief! Wonderful, <laughs> officer! Can we go now? Sure. Carry on. You know, maybe it's the CBD talking, but I think we can keep this our little secret. Thanks, officer. We promise to never do CBD ever again. Good. Because if I ever catch any of you three with CBD again, it'll be life without parole. Great meeting you, Richie. Big fan. Right back at you, Mr. Officer. Oh, and Lewis, I can give you a ride to the DMV so you can pay the fine. Police station's right next door. It's not a big deal for me. Yeah? Uh, okay, sure. I'll ride with you. Thanks. Wait, right now? Good luck, Lewis. Yeah, we gotta get going. I got a cold glass of orange juice waiting for me when I get home. Hey, Lewis, I'll think of you when I drink it. Uh, okay. See you later, guy. So, officer, how were you able to smell the CBD on us? <laughs> I accidentally took the canine training course at Police Academy instead of the human course. It happens more than you think. I see. Lewis, that Richie kid, he, he sure seems to be stealing the spotlight, doesn't he? I guess, yeah. But Richie and I are really good friends. I just don't understand why someone who doesn't bowl gets a trophy. Mm -hmm. I want what he has. Mm -hmm. uh, if only there was some way I could become a substitute. <laughs> right, yes. No, it'll never happen. Yeah. I'm too proficient. Hey, you want to be bad at bowling? I want someone in the town to get murdered. We all have our goals. Hey, have you tried lawn darts? Excuse me? You know, lawn darts. You throw them at targets or plants in your backyard. They're way lighter than a bowling ball. If you practice with those, that would totally make your bowling throw way worse. They'd have no choice but to make you substitute. Yeah, that was the first thing that came to mind, too. It's a pretty obvious idea. But lawn darts are banned in the United States and Italy for being too deadly. They kill up to one person a year. They're practically murder weapons. Oh, I didn't know that. Interesting. <laughs> if I had a set of lawn darts, who knows, I could hit someone and they'd be in big trouble. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway, thanks for the ride to the DMV. Interesting. Hmm. Deadly lawn darts. One murder a year. Come on, Garrett. What's the connection? Think. Ah. Uh. If only I took the human detective course, I would have figured something out by now. Let's see. If I get Lewis the lawn darts, and if I tell him to practice around people, aha! He'll commit the murder! Garrett, are you plotting again? Oh no, no! Just a little, that's it. Not at all. Hi, Donna. Have I ever told you you have a beautiful smile? Did I tell you that, that you have a beautiful smile? I love hearing your smile on the radio. All right. Just checking. You're late for desk duty. Come on back. Yes, ma'am. Hmm. Did you catch that? Going out on a limb here, but it sure would seem that Officer Porquet fellow is bent on a murder happening. If only he can get his hands on some lawn darts. Let me tell you, 
Being the town narrator isn't all Hollywood glitz and glam. I come in at nine, punch out at five, and put the work in, narrating the things around me, whether people want me to or not. Work can be a little spotty, but I get hired to narrate children's birthday parties, work events, family gatherings. People ask if I'll do an act or magic or a clown routine, and I just say no. They're only paying me to talk, and they're not even paying me. Mm. I really could use a gig because I seem to have lost the metal detector I was using to find my other buried metal detector. So now I'm in the hole for two metal detectors. I'd start looking for treasure, but without a metal detector, I'm no better than the common finch at finding metal. <sighs> when I lose something this important, there's only one place in town to go. The Argyle Lost and Found Warehouse. It's a whole depot filled to the brim with lost and found. Here we are. Ms. Princely, she's the director of the Lost and Found Warehouse. Used to be an old World War II hangar. Now it has rows and rows of notebooks, gym shorts, calculators, treasure, Olympic medals, silver mostly, anything losable. Heck, this place is so big I've lost things while I was in here. Hello, Ms. Princely. Hi, Jeremy. It's not looking too good this week. Want to take a look anyway? Sure. Aisle 102 by the Defective Parachutes and Algebra 2 textbook. Thank you mostly. The Lost and Found Warehouse is just one of the many quirks of our town. Like how us Argyle folk double up our businesses. The laundromat, if you recall, is also our historical society. Argyle's DMV, which our friend Lewis just walked into, is also the fanciest restaurant in town. Lewis is there to pay the fine, but a friend unexpectedly shows up. 